0: Listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. I'm Bob Mitch, and today I'm joined by Lynn Adams, who uh, many may know from Gallifrey One for doing uh, a bunch of really awesome doctors or a master or femme doctors, um, especially uh, my favorite is the femme Pertwee, by the way, uh, among others. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we're just going to talk Doctor Who and all kinds of other costuming. Lynn, welcome aboard.
1: Hello. Well, I'm happy to be aboard.
0: <laughs> so, as as usual, uh, I like to start at the beginning. Uh, what got you into costuming?
1: As a kid, I always loved Halloween. I was thinking you'd get that box of old costumes out of the attic. I'd throw them all on at once, so I'd be a cat, witch, devil, ghost at the same time, and I loved it. So, any excuse to dress up, I was on it.
0: Were you always uh, making a lot of your own costumes, or did you start out of a bag like a lot of us?
1: Um, As a kid, my mom actually would never let me have the bag costumes. I begged her all the time, and I always ended up having to put it together myself because she didn't believe in paying for something that you only wear once, even though I wore them every year all the time, but (laughs) whatever. So uh, so I had to kind of make do with my own creations. the weirdest one I ever did, and my mom actually had to help me sew some of it was I was Elliot from Pete's Dragon. Ah nice. So I had this giant puffy tail and little furry purple hair and it was horrible uh, but so I always I had to create things back in the day. Uh, when I got to being older, I had to teach myself to sew in order to make that costumes.
0: Now, uh, it sounds like you were finding uses for costumes outside of Halloween at, at an early age. Um, I know I was, too. If I had an excuse to put something on, I'd, I'd go running around in, you know, uh, a James Bond tux or a Superman cape or whatever, uh, which was always fun. Did um, Now, when you say you taught yourself to sew, was that completely self-taught? Did you take any classes or read any books?
1: Um, no. I, well, I had my friend sit with me because she could... She had been sewing her own costumes for about a year, Mm -hmm. and she said, hey, I'll help you sew. And I'm like, okay, so she cut out a pattern, showed me what the pattern was, how you cut out, how you pin it together, and she kind of did the basics for me. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was pretty much on my own. I literally had to just teach myself. I would pick up little things from other things people said or pictures, but pretty much after that point of knowing how to put a sleeve on something, Mm -hmm. I'm on my own.
0: Were you cosplaying, um, uh, or costuming at conventions, uh, fairly early on, or did that come later?
1: No, so that was 2001, uh, because I actually didn't know about conventions. Mm. And I burst myself because as a kid, I totally would have loved them. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know about them because, beyond being a child, how would I know? And my parents, uh, they weren't the types to actually look into those things. Sure. So I was completely oblivious. I mean, oh, if I knew. I'd be all like, Mom, make me a costume, and I'd be running out the door.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what, what was your first, uh, convention costume?
1: Oh, good lord. I didn't even know I hated it back then. Um, it was MegaCon, which is the comic book multi-genre con. I'd been told by, at my work, by a co-worker who was like, hey, there's this con convention, they got anime and all this great stuff. How about we dress up? and?" That never panned out. So the next year I'm like, oh, this convention's coming around, let me get some friends together to all dress up. And at the time, Gundam Wing, this anime, was coming out on, uh, Toonami at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was a big fan of it prior to that. So I was like, let's all dress up as the pilots. And I commissioned my costume because at the time I couldn't, I didn't have a sewing machine, I couldn't sew, so I just did Sadly, it's like you look back going, man. You could have just put that together from thrift store stuff, but whatever. Uh-huh. I commissioned it. We all went, had a blast. Uh, even though we were dressed from like a show that wasn't even on TV at the time, people loved it. It mm-hmm. was friendly, and I got bit by the bug.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the beginning of the cosplay addiction. Yep. Yep. So uh, you've been doing this now. At least I, I like to I like to consider the convention going like the the proper kind of cosplaying even though clearly you've been costuming for for much longer than that but what what's been your point of view in terms of seeing how it's uh, sort of grown and developed over the last 11 years
1: well it's so much easier now I mean, back in the day you had a hunt for stuff that you had like limited wig choices and you, you really had to be more creative with how you were going to do something mm-hmm. the internet was not as Easy to find things. No. So it was very much a, you're on your own. <laughs> Nowadays it's, oh look, eBay. I buy my costume. Oh look, cool spotters. I know exactly what that person's wearing in that scene. And d- oh, here's uh, the link to the website. I just bought it. It's screen accurate. How do you do that? You know, it's too easy now, which means that since it's easier, more people are doing it. Sure. So it's not as unique as it used to be, which is a, you know, catch twenty-two. It's now you're not au- seen as odd, au- but now you're not unique.
0: It's more accepted. You don't. Yeah, people don't look on it as a strange thing know. anymore, or as strange as it used to be, anyway.
1: If you're, uh, if you're not dressed up, you're like in the minority nowadays.
0: Depending on the con, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah Well, that's
1: true.
0: Yeah, I, I know. Uh, when I first wore a, a convention costume in '01, um, the year before, uh, or I'm sorry, it was o2 The year before, I. Um, I saw people in costume, and I was uh, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I got to be a part of this. This is awesome. <laughs> and, uh, people thought I was a little crazy for thinking that back then, but uh, you know what? I I did have a blast, and uh, uh, that was the year I did the Greatest American Hero, and uh, yeah, and a lot of people, you know, it was great just to get the love that the people who got it were like, yeah, old school, and I'm like, yep, that's what it's all about. <laughs> um, yeah, that's another one I have to I have to bust back at one of these days. It's a, it's a favorite of mine. So. Uh, what, what have been, like, your highlights over, over this time of, of costumes you've really enjoyed doing?
1: Okay, this is going to sound a minute, but it was really funny. It made me think I did a good job. Um, I was wearing a costume, uh, Carousel, from Je- uh, Green Lantern. She's in the Sinestro Corps. Mm-hmm. Now, back to Carousel is she was raised by wolves, and to become, or wolf-like alien things, whatever. And um, to become more like them, she tore the skin off her face so that her teeth would always be Exposed. Oh. Like a, wolf. a little creepy. So I created an appliance made out of, false uh, fingernails and glued it to my face. So I couldn't talk, I couldn't eat, I couldn't do anything. But I had this gory mouth and it was awesome. <laughs> so I'm dressed up and I'm with all my friends. We were all different lanterns, various, you know, divisions. It was just great. So all my friends are facing forward and I'm facing the opposite direction. I don't know why I was talking to some, I was looking at something maybe. Uh-huh. And this guy I hear behind us goes, hey, can you go take a picture with my son? And I turn around, and this little four-year-old looks at me, starts screaming (laughs) and crying, and grabs onto his dad. It's like, never mind. My (laughs) friend just looks at me. He goes, you made a child cry. (laughs) And I just, I was trying not to laugh, but I was just like, man, I must have done a good job. (laughs)
0: Wow. Good job, yeah. Not, not that you want to be uh, spreading terror on the con floor, but yeah, effective.
1: Well, it, it just made me laugh, because, I mean, the fact is that the character I was is not a cute and cuddly character. It's not, hey, it's Captain America. Well, mm-hmm. she was, it's like, this is like one of the most cruel characters of the entire sh- series, you mm-hmm. know. This ain't somebody who becomes good. This is the person who stays bad. And I just found that hilarious, because... It was just that moment of you're not facing the right direction, so you end up being the surprise.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, I mean, Grant, this is like, you know, 10 o'clock at night in Meg Dragon Con. I don't know why you bring your four-year-old out there anyway, but mm. that's not, that's not here nor there. Yeah. That was yeah. probably one of the, and another moment that, uh, this actually will be something you'll, you'll know. Um, at Gallifrey, this recent year, I, uh, I wore my Grace Holloway blue gown again. Mm-hmm. Obvious reasons, they had the entire cast there. And I had got another picture with Daphne, which I had gotten a picture with the year before. And she geeked out. She freaked out because I had made this dress. And uh, and when the picture was uploaded by, she had her own photo taken. I was actually called her the doppelganger.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And that just made me feel good. You know, i was like, oh, I've never been called a doppelganger before. It's kind of cool. <laughs>
0: It's it's great when the uh, the the actor in question of the character you're mm-hmm. doing uh, kind of gives the big thumbs up on it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it does.
0: Yeah, which is always a little disappointing when I'm not. I, I don't think I've ever had a situation where an actor disapproved of a costume, but they're a little non plus or like meh, you know. And you're like, oh,
1: <laughs> I've, I've heard of that situation happening to some of my friends, but it's the few moments that ever because I've always been paranoid of that possibly happening. Mm-hmm. But the few, t- I mean, it's very rare I'll wear a costume in the presence of somebody who might know who that character is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first time I ever did, and it was because John, my husband, dragged me over. It was, I made Ursa from Superman 2. Oh, nice. Because I love her to death.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was a dream for me to make that costume. So I worked my butt off and I made it. And Jack O'Holloran, non, from Superman 2, yep. was at this convention. And I was scared to death. Meet him, cause I'm like, oh my god, he was actually there. He knows, oh my god, I could never, ever meet him. John literally dragged me over, and he freaked out. He was like, oh my god, you look so fantastic. And, oh my, oh uh, my, I couldn't speak. I was so, just, oh my god. And, <laughs> you're, uh, you're Stephen Moffat. Really. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Moffat was another person I wore, um, Empty Child, my first gallery, Empty Child Rose.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, you know, it was just me throwing stuff together while I was really trying too hard. And he was like, "Oh, Rose Tyler," and I'm like, "Oh my God, you, you Muffet just acknowledged me!" You know, like, and this was, like, I think, a few months before you got announced as the showrunner too, uh-huh. which was kind of cool.
0: Yep, yep, I remember that Gallifrey. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that was a, my first.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, very, mm-hmm. very cool. You know, and and diving in with Rose was that was that your first Doctor Who character?
1: I'm trying to think. Actually, yes, I think it was. Um Yep. Yep. Well, then that weekend. I mean, I, I cosplayed her kind of the year before because I didn't have much money. <laughs> so it's like you kind of have to go with what you got. Uh, actually, wait. At a convention. Yeah, no, she was my first. Actually, the funny story was uh, I was getting my hair cut to be like because I was going to try to cosplay Tent. Don't ask. It was a bad idea back then, and it's a bad idea now. Mm-hmm. But I was getting my hair cut to be ten, and they shaved practically all my hair off. And I'm like, "Whoa, what'd you just do?" So I learned I had a buzz cut almost, and I was furious. Uh-huh. Well, me and John saw um, Utopia; it was had just aired, and we watched it on YouTube, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we saw it, and we're like, "Oh my God, this new master—he looks so much fun!" Stuff. I'm like, "Hey, there's a con tomorrow. We're gonna go to it. Can we go to a thrift store and find a suit right now?" <sighs> We ran out and hunted down a suit, went to his dad's office and printed out a bunch of vote Saxon flyers. Uh huh. uh -huh. So I literally cosplayed Mr. Saxon before the episode even aired. Nice. And I think two people got it. Right. (laughs) I was like, I don't care, I'm throwing (laughs) these things around.
0: You you're a little ahead of the curve there.
1: I was a little ahead, but it was literally because my hair I had no hair.
0: (laughs) So this was making the casting work for you.
1: Yeah, I was oh this works, (laughs) you know. It was a fun, it was
0: silliness, you know. So speaking of uh, of casting, you you've done some really interesting uh, crossplay and femme doctors. Now I, uh, what, what's been your favorite and what um what's what's the difference in approach doing, you know, a, a costume that's obviously meant for your gender versus I'm gonna gender bend this doctor?
1: Well, I am going to just openly say I really am a bad femme. And I'll explain why. Uh, Crossplay. I mean, that's literally just I see a character. Oh, he's a dude. I don't care. I'll just replicate the costume and I'll wear it. Mm-hmm. That's that's really how I think. I don't do that often nowadays because uh, I've, lost, I've worked out so hard in the last three years to lose weight. I'm kind of like I like my body. I want you to see it. Sure. And don't wear costumes and do that. So you know. Sure. But kind of put that aside, unless you know a moment comes up that won't be silly or. You know, I mean my friends all dress like Twilight people and yes I dress like Edward Cullen and I was like, Yeah, you know, I'm sparkling up, yeah and i was, I'm your I'm your band, my boyfriend, you know. Right, right. We we're being very silly about that. But regarding my Femme three, that's a funny story. I did not actually intend that to be a Femme three. That costume was a Mad Hatter costume, original design that I made the year before for a punk quote unquote Alice group. That's mm. Some friends created. They asked me to be the Mad Hatter. I was like, yeah, yeah, all right. So I designed this coat. I made it, and I was very happy with it. And I put all the trim on it, put the, all the stuff on it, put the cravat and everything. And I walk out to all the bedroom, and I told my husband, I'm like, what do you think? And I'm wearing the whole costume. He goes, that's very perky. And I look down at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, it is. <laughs> it, like, it was completely like a girly version of his coat. Mm-hmm. So, because it was flared out at the bottom, it had a kind of a girlier cut, you know, more feminine cut. But it was green velvet with the black trim, the little, um closures, the fluffy front, the, even the cuffs. And I just went, oh my god, I just made Pertwee's girly outfit. <laughs> so, so later I was like looking at it going, you know, it'd be funny if I just did it. And I had a wig that was for, um the 13th doctor from Curse of the Failed Death, mm-hmm. uh, Joanna Lumley. Mm-hmm. Which I had done it a year before. I'm like, you know, it's kind of hurt, we hair color from his later seasons or his earlier seasons, and it's fluffy. And if I just throw on a fluffy shirt and some tight pants, there I'm done. So mm-hmm. that's just that's really what happened. I didn't design it; it was completely by accident. It just <laughs> happened. He is my favorite doctor, so I'm like, well, why not? Let's just go with this.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, was Pertwee the fir- your first doctor as well?
1: Um, well, as a child, I mean, I watched Doctors on PBS. I truly thought there was only three doctors. I thought it was Pertwee, Baker, Davidson, and he just turned back into Pertwee. <laughs> because that's all they aired. Uh-huh. I did not find out there were more doctors until I met John in 2007.
2: Uh-huh. That's how bad
1: it was. I, I mean, I knew they revived the show with new actors. but I didn't realize there were ones in between, you know? Uh-huh. But um, I distinctly have memories of watching it, and I always remember loving Cartwright because I loved his his silhouette. I did love Tom Baker too because I called him "Guy with Scarf,"
2: yeah, yeah, and then
1: "Plain Guy" who was the doctor because he just always looked like a lot of tan because his hair matched his coat. So that's how I saw him as a child. Uh-huh. He might have been four years old. So sure, you know. sure. But um, so I, I would say like. Possibly Pertwee was my first literally seen. I can't remember that. I just remember distinctly watching uh, Planet of the Spiders,
2: uh-huh.
1: and then watching Robot afterwards. So. But I, <laughs> watching them now, I love Pertwee just because he he amuses me so much. I love the kind of bond Bondish aspect of him.
0: Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, my friends and I have described him as uh, probably the coolest Doctor of the Eleven.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely say he's the cool one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. grace and cool, that's that's Pertwee. <laughs> A lot of it, of course, is the velvet, of course. But uh,
1: yeah. Well, also, and I like to point out to people, you know, they all talk about, oh, well, you know, I love 10 or I love 11 because they're so cute and all. Like, mm. mine was the first one to be shirtless on screen. <laughs> Very much. First episode for your head and face. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. Sporting a tattoo
1: and all. Yeah, because you know <laughs> he's awesome like that. <laughs> I love it when uh, someone actually asks, like, "Is that uh, actually like the character?" And like, I think that literally was just his. Oh yeah. Sure, but the third doctor has a tattoo. Why not?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My my girlfriend's going through poetry right now, and uh, yeah, I've uh, caught the scene I think in Silurians where you got him in a t shirt and you see the tattoo, and sh- and she was asking me the same thing, like, "Is that supposed to be really like it?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's just him um, that's
0: just him there's fan theories about it but you know what it's just per I just kind of look the other yeah, way it's
1: just, yeah it's just why not
0: <laughs> So um let's see I've uh, I always like to ask what what has been some of your favorite experiences in costume you mentioned some and if you want to just go with those we can go with those
1: It's gonna be kind of like a weird yes and no life this is one of my favorite. So the fact that I hate it, it's funny, and I always get a great story out of it every time it happens to me, is my cosplay curse. Now, um, I'm a person who's very much happy with my life, and I have an aspect of me that turns most people off. I don't like kids. I'm not a fan of children. I don't like babies. It's just me. Okay. So my cosplay curse is that whenever I'm in a costume, somehow, even if I am surrounded by 300 different people, all dressed like me, I will have the baby handed to me. Uh, A baby will be handed to me at any point. I was dressed up as River Song with, I'm not kidding, 12 other Rivers. Most of them dressed exactly like me, mm -hmm. not holding anything. They're all, you know, the guns are holstered. Someone had their baby dressed up as River from A Good Man Goes to War, which I thought was actually funny. They're like, well, let's have River be in the picture with all the Rivers. They look at all the Rivers, and guess who got the baby. Me. (laughs) Me. I once was dressed as, I don't know if you know the game or movie Silent Hill. No. Okay. Uh, horrific horror film game as well. And I was dressed as a Silent Hill bobblehead nurse. Now, these nurses are wearing extremely deep v-neck cleavage revealing outfits. Their heads have no face. It's like twisted away, so they have no eyes, no mouth or anything. I had a latex mask on my head, so I could only see out one eye. I had no face. Very, very creepy. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there, and I can only see barely out of one eye, and a woman came up to me and held up what looks like a plush turtle and asked, would you take a picture with this? And it's a kind of a standard thing around here lately, which is you'll have a toy or a plush animal. They're, oh, take a picture of this. I'm going to collect pictures of people holding this. Right. I was like, okay. I couldn't say anything because my mouth was blocked, so I just shrugged down. I was like, okay. Well, then I moved my head. and I realized, no, it's a baby in a turtle costume. hmm Lays handing her baby to a creepy nurse, takes the picture, and then decides to go talk to my friend. So now this poor child is in my arms, which are covered in makeup, freaking out because <laughs> this demon nurse is holding her. And I'm like, I can't scream for help or anything because there's this mask on my head, and I'm just frozen up. and My friend sees that I'm in distress and it's like, oh, to take the baby away from her, <laughs> get away. <laughs> I'm not getting this. this has happened at least five or six different times. And it's always me with a group of people in costume, and somehow I get the baby.
2: <laughs> and yeah. I will
1: be in any costume. It doesn't matter what costume it is. I was Sailor Jupiter from Sailor Moon. I was Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I was just... It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll be a demon nurse. It doesn't matter. Right. It just happens. And I just keep putting a tally as to how many times will this happen to me? You know?
0: You haven't had, a, con- you haven't had like, a, a baby mishap or they spit up on you or anything?
1: no. No. No, then it will stop. <laughs> no, no, thankfully all the children have been behaved enough not to spit up on me. Okay. But um, I've had the parents just walk away. <laughs> and I'm like, you want your child back? Cause I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I was at, a, I was working at an Invader Zim convention, InvaderCon uh, 2, Doomcon Con, in uh, uh, Torrance, um, California.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And a person dressed up their baby as Minnie Moose. Mm-hmm. Put the kid on the stage with the kids, uh, the other kids. They, like, just pick the kid up, and they're like, we're going to drop the kid off the stage. I ran up and grabbed the kid so the kid wouldn't fall. So I'm holding this child. The child's behaving. The kids walk off the stage and just walk away. And I'm like, hey, parents and audience, would you like to have this back? You know? Yeah. Maybe yeah. one day. Because i got to go off stage and announce somebody. <laughs> you know, but that's one of the... I, I'm overly amused by it just because it's me. You know, yeah. it's more that sarcastic side of me where I'm like, Really? But everyone always
0: laughs, so, you know. Cosplay Curse, wow, that's the first time I've heard that. Do, we, uh, do you have, um, uh, I mean, has, has that ever leaked over into what I would call a uh, costume mishap, or, you know, uh, what what I like to deem the costume uh, worst of stories that you're willing to share?
1: Well, like uh, wardrobe malfunction type thing?
2: Sure. Uh,
1: no, actually, I've... I mean, I've had things like eventually snap or break at one point, but usually it's always at the end of the night, and even then it's like minor in things that are not that big a deal. I mean, I've had friends where their pants split right on stage, you know, like the second they go on stage, boom, split. But, um, no, I've never actually had a mishap. Oh, uh, I mean, most of the stuff I make nowadays, if I'm making it, I make it as so well made. I don't want to boast, but I make it well made enough that I I can roll around in the ground and not destroy it, you know? Gotcha. But, uh no, I've never had a mishap or something break or, I mean, I've, I've watched it happen to other people. I think I've learned my mistakes from that, so I don't make them. I had a friend who wore a harness that had wings on it. When he took the harness off, he had massive bruises all over his back.
2: Ooh, yeah. So
1: I learned, okay, if I ever put any kind of thing on my back, put cushioning and, support system differently, you know, but never had that problem. But no, I've never actually had a mishap where I've actually been embarrassed, injured, or anything happened that actually ruined my costume while I was using it.
0: Knock on Thankfully, you
1: know, knock on wood. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, what um, what's been? I mean, you, you've done quite a lot of costumes here. I mo- I mostly know the tip of the iceberg Doctor Who stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. What What would you say have been uh, your favorites? <laughs> I know it's like picking your children, but
1: well, no, it's not that. It's like I have to think back because I'm thinking over a decade of costumes.
0: And well, I what? mean, clearly, what what leaps right to your mind? I mean, obviously, uh, you're you're going through the Rolodex, but yeah,
1: yeah, mm. this. Silent Hill Nurse, I definitely say is one of my favorites, just because I love. It's kind of a performance thing because you can't say anything in it, mm-hmm. so you have to really walk the walk. You know, they, they, they in the film version of the game, they, all the nurses were played by dancers.
2: Uh-huh. So they all
1: moved in a very specific, very dancer-like way. So I try to replicate that whenever I walk around. I mean, if I'm sitting there at the table, I'm not going to do it. But, you know, whenever I walk, I'll walk around with this weird motion that makes me look kind of half dead, half not, which I love doing. And it. it does creep people out. So I kind of like that. Actually, one thing, and it's, it's the costume, but it's also just the environment and why I wear it. I'm with uh, a group, a fitness group called the CC300, which is uh, 300 as in the Spartans 300, Zach uh-huh. Snyder's film, and so forth. A group of my friends were inspired by the film to get in shape and basically take on the workout regime that the actors for the film did mm-hmm. in order to get in shape to be Spartans. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of us women who are either friends with these guys, married to them, dating them, whatever, came along for the ride. We all focused on fitness, and with their help and their advice and workouts and so forth, I've I've lost actually about twenty to thirty pounds. Wow! Well, good for you. Yeah. I'm still working on that, but um, <laughs> at Dragon Con, every Friday night, ever since the film came out in 2007, they've all they marched down formation down to the main area of the hotel, and go into position as the Spartans, and the women will often wear either costumes based on the queen or some variation uh, thereof. The first time, I got to actually stand with them. I mean, the first year when I was actually working out with them, I said, I'm not in the position. I don't feel I'm Properly right to stand with you guys. So I'm just taking a leave this year. The year after was 2010, I made my first Spartan woman costume. It was, you know, my own design. I made drape. I draped, just went to town making kind of a Romanesque looking outfit. Mm -hmm. And I stood with them. And the thing is, they don't let anyone just stand with them. You have to be with our group because we work all year long getting into shape, working out, and it's very much. Uh, it's our group, you know. Mm. Not to say we don't want to involve, it's, you know, we've worked out for a year to do this, you know. Sure, to yeah.
2: yeah, yeah so to stand with them is a
1: big deal. And last year, I redid the outfit because I'd lost some more weight and I wanted something that fit better. So I made a customized uh, top and bottom that really fit well. It looked good. And at that point, I'd been at my most fit. So when I came downstairs with the Spartans, I mean... All my friends, even the guys who are, you know, friggin' six-packs, all the arm, are looking fabulous. They were like, oh my gosh, Lynn, you look so good. Your outfit's so great. I got so many compliments from my own team. Mm -hmm. And from them, that is a big deal. And that really was, like, one of the best moments for me because I felt like I'd done well not only for the costume but just the look because, you know, for a Spartan, even the women, you had to be in shape. You had to be, you know, really strong. And powerful, and it just, it felt great at that moment that I think I transcended past just, oh, I made a really nice costume. I, I did good, totally.
0: Completely, so. completely. Uh, we, we, we talked before, um, you know, in previous podcasts about um, the importance of casting, and I, you know, it always goes back to, it shouldn't be the absolute deciding factor, but it certainly helps, and this gets into a range where I almost think uh, we need to have a, a talk about how um, not just favoring how you naturally look but then how you can affect your own body type to better a costume which in turn as you've just proven is better for your own health and your own self-esteem and just you know making you feel yeah. like hey you know I'm, I'm finally you know lighter on the weight and i know i'm in that position quite a lot i always have to drop some weight to uh to be captain marvel and i'm, I'm always feeling up oh, I, but i could be 10 pounds lighter and mm-hmm. you know that's proof positive and i think that's great
1: Yeah, my friends, I mean, uh, several of them, one's actually, he's hitting 40, Mm -hmm. and he posted a photo of himself, I think, at 22 or 23, somewhere around there, and, granted, you can tell he's a little bit older, because he looks, you know, facially, he's grown, but his health is, like, a thousand times better now than it ever was then, Mm -hmm. and I was, you know, I thought, you know, to say, I'm in better health now than I was when I was... 18 years old <laughs> i mean and i'm not kidding i am uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome and it makes me also feel empowered that not only can i i mean sewing ability aside i can do more yes i can keep going i can go till i'm 40 maybe mm. even 50 who knows i mean if i keep up my health yes. i can just keep on this have enjoying my uh fandoms enjoy costuming and so forth so
0: forth exactly Exactly. Yeah, no, I, that's, well, it's key for life in general, I think. But it's It's a nice side effect, I think, of this hobby of people who want to take it to that level. And uh, yeah, exactly. As you just said, you know, I'm, if I'm going to portray a character that, you know, is, uh, you know, exactly very revealing, or you're wearing very tight spandex, and you have to represent a superhero... Then uh, I, I think it's just a natural spillover. There are things like muscle suits to help you if they have to, if you have to have crazy, you know, inhuman muscles. But beyond that, um, I think if you're being somebody like Spider Man or the Flash, that's that's brilliant motivation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
0: So uh, I'm. Well, Wow, that's actually, that's a, sorry, that's a good tangent. Um, we're, we're probably gonna almost, uh, have a, a special podcast just about that, cause I know Vicki and Scott, this is half of what we talk about when you lead up to a con is the con diet, you know. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I know about those.
0: (laughs) So I'm sure we might have some kind of roundtable on con diets and working out and so forth. It'll it'll almost seem like an exercise podcast more so than a cosplay podcast. But uh, yeah,
1: their health is always good.
0: Oh, always, always. Um, So, uh, what would you say has been your most challenging or stressful costume to make? Um, I'm
1: trying to remember which one I throw around the house the most. Cause that's really how I will know. Uh, actually, it would be carousel from the Sinestro Corps, uh, because that one involved a lot of weird pieces that there were no patterns for. Mm-hmm. I had to make the, I'm just going to call it the flower thing that the Sinestro Corps tends to wear around their necks. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they wear it. But I had to custom draft a pattern for mine. Not only that, but also make sure it fit on my shoulders and sat correctly, I also used a fabric that was a perfect weight and color, but unfortunately frayed like crazy. Uh uh-huh. So I had to fight with that, as well as make the wrist, uh, gauntlet armor things, and trying to measure your wrists, mm-hmm. like your forearm, without somebody else able to truly help you. Right. And trying to make the attachments, and oh, you made it slightly too small for the fat forearm, and I started screaming that my own. forearms were fat, and I threw the thing around like a hundred times, and and making the mystery belt that floats around your waist somehow. And <laughs> then I had uh, been given some PVC boots to wear that were yellow, but they were too yellow. They weren't yellow; they're dark orangey yellow. So I had to paint. I literally had to create a weird concoction of paint to paint over them to try to dull them out. Uh-huh. So it was, and then of course making the appliance on the mouth, which was me cutting apart uh, fingernail, fake fingernails, and gluing them down, and then. Onto a bathing suit lining, which I purchased. Wow. And just gluing it literally with gum onto my face. Uh-huh. And just putting gore over it <laughs> to hide that. I think the easiest part of that was the wig. I just plopped it on my head.
2: <laughs> sure, sure.
1: Everything else was a nightmare.
0: <laughs> well, um, I mean, it sounds like you've done quite a mix of, of characters from uh, film and, and television and comic books. Do you find... Recre- I mean, you know, we all, I think, aired a recreationist um, versus original design because people get the, the character you're doing, or at least some sect of fandom will get that character and you'll mm-hmm. get that recognition because I think part, that is part of why we do this. But I, I guess my question really is do you prefer the interpretive side where you're interpreting a comic book versus I have to recreate what they did on screen to, you know, whatever level is, you know, suits you or suits your budget?
1: I, I like. The comic book recreation because it allows a little bit more of a stretch that you can really play with the aspects, uh, because come on, comic books are not drawn to be
2: realistic. No.
1: If see things happening, they're like, no, no, that would not be real. But you can kind of modify things. You can kind of be realistic about it. Uh, I've seen a lot of people doing Wonder Woman, and they'll sometimes make the middle red section a corset. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll make it front armor, or sometimes it'll be fabric. Mm -hmm. But they all still look good. Mm -hmm. It's just you're—you can't put a little bit of yourself in there, but you work with yourself. I've made replications of screen film and whatnot, and it's depressing. You know that they had customized fabric made, so you're totally screwed. They're yeah. Never <laughs> and, you, and you don't want to... It's not good. And, um, I recreated a costume from The Dark Knight Rises of a... I don't want to spoil it, because but then who hasn't seen the movie? Of uh, the, the villain at the end? Who's yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That person? I had printed out photos. I was like, all right, I can find something that looks like this. I went and I just bought whatever I could find. Because I was on a very limited budget, very limited time. I had two days. Uh-huh. And I replicated the custom to the best of my abilities. It's totally not accurate. I mean, anyone can look at it and go, that's not accurate. You know, it's not the right, it's it's blah, blah, blah. It's not the right texture. It's not the right things. The Oriental fabric's weird. You know, it's like, yeah. And they probably, being a $250 million budget, custom made this. Yeah. Go to hell. I I look like the character. Everyone knew who I was. Let's just leave it at that. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think live action replication is really frustrating if you're having to make it or replicate it. If people are being that picky about the, I mean, as a costumer, I get frustrated. I'm currently working on the, uh, planning stages of a costume, and I have been watching so many episodes of this character, and I'm watching it change every episode, just minute details that are driving me mad.
0: Yeah, well, whenever you, Absolutely you madness. pick it. A- whenever you pick an ongoing character like that who isn't just from, say, a one-off or a movie, yeah, we've always agreed, you've got to just pick an episode, you know, or even if it comes down to it, a set of scenes, and say, this is the exact one I'm doing, uh, so you don't drive yourself crazy, especially when you're even dealing with duplicates that might have subtle differences between, uh, you know, jackets or, you know, cowls or something like that.
1: And being the creator of the costume, you're also going to end up being the one that's most critical. Yes. Be you know, like, oh, you did it. It doesn't have the one strap off the... It doesn't have that striping that's here, but I didn't know where it was. and You know, but... You know, I'm, I'm confident after watching these episodes I've been watching on my costume that I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> which episode, I think I've narrowed it down to which ones it won't be, but that's about it. You know But what? yeah, I...
0: Oh, I was going to say, my favorite thing is, uh, and I say that sarcastically, is when you think, you're you're at a level with a costume you're very happy with, or maybe you feel, hey, I've nailed it, and then you find some brand new reference material that totally shows something you never knew about it, and you're like, ah!
1: Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that so much. I mean, that's a lot with the new things that are coming out, and try, people are trying to curb it, and do it before everyone else, they're trying to get as quick as possible, and it's like, ha, ha, here's the back shot, it's
2: like, thank
1: you... <laughs> But fortunately, I try to avoid doing anything that I haven't. My rules of cosplay now, especially, is one, I have to actually have seen it. And uh-huh. cannot just look at a picture. No, no, no. I have to see the movie, the comic, the scene, whatever. I mm-hmm. have to actually see it. Right. Two, I have to be passionate about it. I must actually truly love the character. I must actually want to do it. Agreed. Those are my rules. Uh, budgets, they're all of them. I mean, you know, if I titan due to life that has to be taken into account but the main focus is I have to love it and I have to have actually seen it uh-huh. uh, that's why I'm not a fan of the oh look here's the new doctor here's the new companion I'm going to cosplay them now it's like um, I don't know if I even like them
0: yeah but on the other hand uh, the early bird can sometimes get the worm on that because sometimes sure. you've got to jump in early to get those ID'd items that go so quickly
1: yeah, oh I, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um I was one of those lucky people who uh I got married right when the uh first episode of the sixth season aired. So uh. after our dinner our wedding dinner, literally my husband and I went home with my dad. We sat in the little room where he had But TV- my dad had T TV- Doctor Who and we sat and we watched it.
2: Nice
1: <laughs> and that night um I think it was a week later was when uh Day of the Moon aired, and I really did like Rivers' outfit. I was like, well, that's cool. I didn't click on me, oh, I won't costly but I was like, huh, oh, that's a nice outfit. And then I got ID, like, within a week. And I was like, well, you know, that's some extra money left over, and why not? You know, I still, that's the only thing I got after. The rest of it's all thrown together, as to whatever it is. Yeah, if I'd been faster, I probably could have gotten that stuff, but
2: right, right. I don't
1: know. I'm kind of the, you know, uh, I like the accuracy stuff, but when it's bought stuff, it's, that's not my personal priority. Mm-hmm. That's just me, because I'm that way, and I've sucked it up. I mean, I got on the bandwagon for liking certain characters a year or two later, and I got lucky finding some of their stuff. But even then, lately, if I'm going to cosplay something, I prefer to aim towards the uh, making it myself, mm-hmm. because I've had a year sabbatical of not making things, so... I kind of want to, aside from the Dark Knight thing, which was kind of a last minute random thing. Uh-huh. But aside from that, um, I haven't really been making much. So I kind of want to get back into sewing. And two, I'm lazy. <laughs> 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 I I
0: Procrastinate the deadlines, yeah.
1: Uh, and also I have so many costumes I haven't gotten to wear. I'd like to wear those.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you you do strike me as someone who, who tends to prefer to, to make and be more hands-on than source or commission a costume, which is which is great, I think. Uh, you certainly do great stuff, and when you have the skill set, I say you have to keep keep at it just to keep it up, keep learning.
1: I agree. I mean, there's certain things that I know will be always beyond my comprehension. There's one thing I am looking to commission, and it's literally because it's beyond me, which is corset construction. Uh-huh. I get, I've tried. I've tried to figure that stuff out. It is, like, literally one step beyond my brain power. So I'm having this out for commission because it's primarily a corset. Uh-huh. I'm okay with that. and you're fine. You can deal with that. I can go focus on what's more what I want to do. Um, I've also been focusing on. I mean, I'm doing this with John because uh, he does the Ace Doctor a right. lot. I've retired uh, my Grace costume primarily because it doesn't fit anymore oh okay, and it can't be taken in unfortunately it literally had to be ripped apart completely and i'm like at that point i just remake the thing uh-huh. so that's been retired however i'm a big fan of lucy miller from the big finish audio yeah. so i've been pulling together variations just through my own stuff and whatever to cosplay her and a grand no one knows who she this is i mean anyone knows the big finish knows who she is but uh to do that with him, but I kind of want to go into some prop stuff, and I want maybe make like a big space gun that lights up or something. Sure, make get a little, you know. Just I, oh, well, you're obviously from sometime <laughs> <laughs> You got a light-up gun; it's got to count, you know. <laughs> and you know, I, I kind of want to play around with some different aspects of focus on costumes that require some sewing or some ingenuity, and not too much on the ones of.
0: No, no, that makes complete sense. Um, And, hey, again, you're back to interpretation on a character since there isn't a solid visual representation.
1: Not really. Mm.
0: You talk about putting together costumes last minute, like the Dark Knight and the Master. Um, What's the typical time frame you have or you usually put together a costume in?
1: Depends on uh, what I'm doing with it. I usually will... (sighs) I'll usually take. I mean, it really just focuses on how much time I'm sitting on my butt working on it. Mm-hmm. But the more detailed it is, the more I'll get it like a couple months. Like for my Gallifrey costume this year, I'm saying if I had like four months for it mm-hmm. now, because I really believe four months is how long it'll take. But there's so much hand work that needs to be done, like hand sewing, mm-hmm. uh, that takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just you're sitting there like old granny, you know, in front of the TV, just sewing around the thing. Yeah. So I have to I literally put time aside, and my preference is to finish everything ahead of time, so that I can sit back and you know, chill the week before the con and be like, ha, 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 I don't have to stress about anything, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: nice, like nice thought. Doesn't always yeah, happen. I,
1: I do it every year. I've always been the person to be sitting there at the end of the My goal is always to have everything done the weekend before. Because I don't work well under stress, so I will not be selling something out for the last minute. I refuse. It's if it ain't goal. done, then it ain't going.
0: <laughs> it's a very good goal to have. Not one that I've always managed, but uh, yes, when you do, you're like, oh, who? then it's relaxing. It's more fun. You have time to try it on, find problems. Yeah, I totally yeah. know what you mean there. Um, so uh, what would you say is the most important thing you've learned so far doing this hobby?
1: Take pictures of your costume. Yes. Oh my gosh! If you have a friend that's a photographer, get them out there. Take pictures because there's nothing worse in the world than doing a ton of work on a costume and never finding a picture. And don't assume Joe Schmo who takes a picture of you at con will ever upload it to Flickr. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just assume they won't.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, sadly, yes.
1: <laughs> get a friend. Hand him your camera take a picture for them, too, so that they, you know, reciprocate that offer, you know, because I have, like, a first five years of counseling, I have no pictures. Uh. So I think a friend, somebody uploads some photos of, like, 2001, and they upload and someone tagged me. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this exists. You know, I. It's, nowadays, I always will have my camera. I will always take pictures of my own friends. I will go out of my way to take pictures of people. Because I'm like, I know you want evidence that you did this. I know you do, because I know I would too.
0: It, it, it helps to have the friend along, yeah, exactly, or, or a known photographer you can contact, exactly. The, the very, very important. And let's face it, 10 years ago, and people, I think, tend to forget this. I mean, technically, there were digital cameras, but they weren't nearly as commonplace. I know it's much harder to find, you know, the, uh, what I call the um, wealth of images that you have, say, in the last five years versus going back to 2000, 2001, mm-hmm. it's not a lot out there. Not as, not nearly yeah. as much, anyway.
1: Well, I agree. And a lot of, um, there's a lot of cosplay photographers coming out of the woodwork nowadays, which I'm not complaining. Um, sometimes you'll find out that they'll be going to cons that you're going to, and some will do, you know, go shoots for free. Some might say, hey, 20 bucks, and i will shoot you for an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I have no problems paying. I mean, I, when I go to Dragon Con, I... Uh, this one photographer, Kristen, um, Kristen Newark, I believe, uh-huh. I've worked with her several times, and she takes her time out. She's intending to God, take her time out to take pictures of cosplayers. Yes. And she just requests like 15 20 bucks 20 for, you know, an hour. And I'm like, that's a awesome. steal. You're getting a ton of photos mm-hmm. of your work. She gets practice. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins.
0: Everybody wins.
1: Yeah, and it's like, oh, I have pictures of my costume because I couldn't find any other wear, you know. You don't know what people are going to take pictures of, too. Your costume might be absolutely perfect, and everyone loves it. Doesn't mean you're going to find a photo of it. So it yeah. might as well ensure that you have some.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Very good advice. And yes, um, if uh, if anyone is uh, curious, definitely check out uh, places like cosplay.com uh, on the forums for a convention you're attending, and usually um, you'll you'll find a photographer who. Um, is uh, is going and we'll be happy to you know help you out if you or work out a deal with them so that you can get mm-hmm. some time with them as a photo shoot not that they'll follow you around the whole con but uh, you need a friend for that
1: oh <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that's what we have friends for and roommates
0: exactly um so we've talked about a lot of conventions what what i mean i realize it's it's again probably going to be hard to choose but what has been your favorite costuming event or convention to attend
1: I'd actually go with Dragon Con, and the reason is really weird but fun. The best thing about costuming only, just focusing on the costuming aspect, with Dragon Con is that you can costume the weirdest, most obscure thing on the planet, and people will love it. They're my favorite cosplay of all time, I thought i will just say this, I was at Dragon Con now sitting on the second level. There's this place is like multi levels. You can look down, and you can see all the way down to the basement practically. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm looking down and I see three guys cross lane weekend at Bernie's. Nice. And it was the two guys and the middle one was Bernie. He was dead hanging on the two friends and they were all walking dragging him around. He probably was drunk. <laughs> very likely. I saw that and I was like, that or right, I'm out. It's done. Best ever. I just saw it. <laughs> because you can do things like that. I mean, I don't know many other cons <laughs> you can get away with that kind of thing. But the fact is, you can do the most obscure, random, weird costume from a, something that no one would ever costume at Dragon Con, and it's totally fine. Um, it was actually one year a woman did God from Dogma.
2: Oh, nice. She was
1: at the, was at the bar, and uh, she wouldn't talk. Mm mm-hmm. And if you've seen the movie, you know why. Right. And one guy tried to buy her a drink, and uh, he asked her what drink she wanted, and she wouldn't answer, and he saw at first that she wasn't being, you know, she was being rude. And the other guy goes, Dude, she's God. Mm-hmm. She's drunk. Because your head will
2: explode. <laughs> and
1: the guy's like, Oh, well, would you like this? And she nodded, and she smiled, and he's like, Okay, here you go. <laughs> like, stuff like that happens. <laughs>
0: that's where we lose the signal for this episode so come on back next time for the second half of my chat with lynn adams as we talk more doctor who and cosplay and our countdown to gallifrey one And if you have any questions or ideas or suggestions, just shoot them my way here at www.costumestationzero.com. Our next episode interview is going to be with Valerie Anderson and Scott Sebring. We're going to get heavy into William Hartnell land with First Doctor Talk and more. So be here to check it out. All right, that's all for me. This is Bob Mitch signing off for Costume Station Zero. (laughs)